For the first time in his MMA career, Israel Adesanya will enter his UFC 263 main event title defense on the back of a loss. In what will be another first for the last stylebender, the city kickboxing talent will contest his first rematch in MMA when he meets Marvin Vittori, a fighter who has used his split decision defeat to the champion as his calling card for the second date ever since the April 2018 bout. Amidst all the talk of whether his loss to Jan Blachowicz has exposed his scintillating striking prowess, or whether his unwavering confidence has subsided in defeat, Adesanya has also suffered a tragic loss in teammate Foe Vaca, whose funeral took place just a little over a week before he and fellow city fighter Brad Riddell began their journey to Arizona for the pay-per-view event. This is Pete Carroll, and with the help of city kickboxing head coach Eugene Behrman, I'll take a close look at Israel Adesanya's reaction to his first MMA loss, his return to middleweight, and the implications Vaca's passing has had on the team ahead of UFC 263. Before we kick off and with UFC 263 fast approaching, I just want to say a quick thanks to Bet Online the official partners to MMA on point. Feeling confident about the fights? This weekend, you can use the code ONPOINT to get a 50% sign-up bonus good for up to $1,000. More on that later, but for now, let's jump straight into it. For my money, Berman is one of the greatest minds MMA has ever seen. As far as I'm concerned, there is no better person to give us a gauge on where Adesanya is at than the world-renowned coach. Just two weeks before they set sail for UFC 263, City Kickboxing suffered a tragic loss in upcoming fighter Foe Vaca, one of four brothers that trains out of the Auckland gym. A victim of an alleged assault on May 16th, Vaca fought bravely for his life before ultimately passing away a week later. City Kickboxing is renowned for the family atmosphere within the gym. Both Adesanya and Brad Riddell, who meets Drew Dober at UFC 263, have discussed the impact of losing a teammate and friend so close to a contest. Speaking to ESPN about the loss, Adesanya claimed, It just helps me be free and helps me express myself, just like Foe would have wanted me to. The patriarch of the City team, Behrman discussed how he saw the true greatness of his team revealed through the loss of Vaca. When this sort of thing happens, um, it puts life in perspective. You have a greater appreciation for the life that you have and everything that you might have been taking for granted when Fal was fighting for his life. I looked up at the, uh, you know, we were waiting in the, in the waiting room area and there was, was, there would have been like between 80 and 100 people sitting there for hours. Um, for the most part, for the week that he was struggling for his life, I, I had, you know, there was like 50 or 60 people just waiting and sitting and just rotating. More clearly than ever, realized that my team would have been, was going to be great regardless of any accolades that we've ever got because it was built on these 60 to 80 people that stuck with Fold for five or six days and, and wouldn't leave his bedside basically. It makes you understand that we are just so lucky to be around these people and that the, the pensions and the trophies and all these other things, they're not, they're not important at all. Some of the best trainings we had were that week because Fowl fought for his life about, it lasted about five days. He was in a coma fighting for his life. And I'm not talking about like, the, like the, of course, we were, we were under this cloud, but the best trainings in terms of like a bunch of uh, 40 guys getting together, we did one training in absolute silence. No one uttered a word. No music, nothing, just... No, I couldn't put music on. I couldn't, I couldn't put happy music on. It just didn't feel right. We did it. We did an hour's training with 40 guys in total silence. There was guys 
there were, there were, at different times there was guys hitting double legs and stuff and they were crying. I've just never been a part of anything like that. It was hours training and total silence other than me yelling out, yelling out s- s- some, some motivational stuff. But everybody on the same understanding that we're still here and we are so lucky. You can feel it. You're living, like you, you are living and we have a friend Who's uh, whose life's hanging on a, on a, hanging by a thread? Who's not able to be here and do this with us? And it just gave us this um, overwhelming, calming appreciation of what we were doing. It was amazing. The city head coach is under no illusions as to how such a tragic loss could impact the team ahead of their marquee clashes. I have no doubt that both those two fighters want to honour their teammate by taking away two victories. I have to be. I have to pay very careful attention to those two guys, because that that can put some undue pressure on you. So I'm monitoring them with extreme care that they're not going the other way and they're not putting too much pressure on yourself, because that's that's a big pressure situation when you want to honour someone in with a victory, but there's another opponent in the way who has other ideas. The infamous MMA Twitter community were out in force when Adesanya recently suffered defeat to light heavyweight champion Jan Blachowicz, which marked his first professional loss in MMA. Despite the dominance he has shown at 185, pockets of the fan community pondered whether Adesanya could recover from his first loss, something that continues to baffle Berman. It's one of the strangest fan bases of a sport I've ever been a part of, and it's very hard to get accustomed to it. If you're a coach, you can kind of successfully just ignore it. If you're a fighter, it's a little harder. But my suggestion to any fighter would be to ignore it. As much as you have to respect them because they're the people that probably that ultimately put food on the table, you also have to understand that, they're, they're, you know, if you let those sort of people get to you, it, it can cause you to implode on yourself. <laughs> because it's just, it's just lunacy sometimes. We don't pay them any any attention at all really Behrman discussed the process the team undertook in critiquing the defeat to Blahovic. It's a long process but obviously we attack most of it at the very beginning one particular bad habit that we've been trying to deal with that was a prevalent in the Yan fight you know we're still working on that now and that's from the Yan fight all this time later so we dealt with most of it immediately in terms of our analysis but habits and nuances that we want to just remove is still going on right now. When I spoke to the innovative Kiwi coach for the BBC ahead of UFC 259, he explained how the team had to make a choice between building Adesanya's body up to the 205 pound limit or preparing him technically for Blahovic due to the relatively short notice nature of his bow at a higher weight class. Choosing the technical approach over the additional poundage, Behrman revealed that Adesanya would have likely been finished with middleweight if he had added extra weight to his body for the Blahovic fight. That would have been very hard to return back to light heavyweight if we had gone about preparing Israel's body to sustain itself in that division for a long time. We would have really never been able to realistically come back down to the the middleweight. It's just, I mean, history's shown that it's just too detrimental. Hindsight is what it is. Like, uh, we could have done with a little bit of extra weight, but um, that wasn't never our intention. So we're at peace with the decisions that we made and the decisions that we made, even though we uh, um, didn't win, it's lent us to this situation much more comfortably. In my opinion, Adesanya is one of the few virtuoso talents we've seen in the octagon, like John Coltrane on the saxophone or Diego Maradona with a ball at his feet. At his best, Adesanya seems to enter a symbiotic state with his art form. But has defeat bruised his ego to the point where he will struggle to put on a showcase like we've witnessed against Robert Whittaker or Paolo Costa? 
Anything that out of that loss is more confidence, um, especially more confidence dropping back down into the middleweight class. That confidence is uh, genuinely a part of his DNA. I have to identify as much as I can the positive things that we can take out of that loss. In all honesty, the positive things, contrary to what people think, are the mistakes. Now we have identified something that we can improve and we can work on and that we didn't perhaps see before because it wasn't something that, it wasn't a fault that had come up before. So we're identifying those faults and moving forward is like, is I think part of the fun and part of what our job is as a coaching team. It's a funny thing, but I think every coach will tell you that you do learn more out of a loss than a win. Um, you introspect more, you become a little bit more motivated, you look at things a little bit differently from a bit more outside the box. Every no fighters like to lose and they like to come back strong. To have something that like shifts them into the next gear is like, Quite amazing. Both Adesanya and Vittori's greatest wins have come after their April 2018 clash. Vittori has won five straight since the split decision defeat, most notably against Jack Hermanson and Kevin Holland. Having identified his wrestling as a threat before their first clash, Behrman has noted an improvement in Vittori's stand-up ability over the last three years. Funny enough, I, I always thought he had some um, relatively good quality wrestling. I, I fought that in the first fight, so I always knew that was there. I think that's probably improved a little bit, but I definitely think his stand-up is, uh, although probably to most people hasn't significantly changed, in my mind, it kind of, I think he's got markedly better stand-up than he had in our first outing. You can't just shoot on Israel and expect to not pay a price for that. You have to set that takedown up, and whether that's by, you know, some sort of lead that you attack with, or whether that's by being overly aggressive and getting Israel to try and counter you, and then seeking a takedown. You definitely can't just rush forward and haphazardly going for takedowns, and I think they understand that. I don't think we'll see such a primitive game plan from these guys. I think they'll bring more to the table than that than just rushing Israel for a takedown. They will have to get some sort of respect on their feet. Otherwise, he's just never going to land a takedown. Over the last three years, Vittori has been on a revenge mission to get his hands back on Adesanya. At every opportunity, he has explained how he felt he had Stoilbender's number in their first meeting. But Behrman sees the revenge narrative as a PR tool rather than a fire that has been burning within the Italian dream. He's used it as a marketing campaign. I got a split decision. You know, the best victory of my whole career is actually a loss against the, the, the guy who was champion. It's like, I think it's just a big marketing plan. I think he's a, I think he is a little bit more mentally strong than that, but he's used that as a marketing ploy to put him in this position and uh, create a story. But I think he's, he can't be that delusional. I think he understands that he probably, <laughs> He, he, he lost that fight. Understanding that and acknowledging that, if he hasn't done that, then he's not going to do very well in this fight. In a recent interview with the Schmo, Michael Bisping suggested that Blahovich's performance had set the tone for Vittori to claim victory over Adesanya in their second outing. Although he somewhat subscribes to the idea of Blahovich creating a blueprint to defeat Adesanya, Behrman doesn't believe that Vittori has the physical attributes to execute the same game plan. I, I subscribe to it. Um somewhat to it somewhat to it but you're asking for so many things to line themselves up you're asking for Vittori to exactly imitate what the Blackowitz did which is an impossibility because they're just two completely different athletes you're asking uh, a person to have some of the advantages that Blackowitz had which Vittori doesn't there's too many factors there for Vittori that Vittori would have to imitate to reproduce that blueprint 
that he just doesn't have. Vittori's taken us down before in the, in the same manner that uh, Blakowicz did, but Vittori was unfortunately was not able to hold us down. And Vittori was um, not able to do any significant damage for the short amount of time that he did have us down. You can't liken that to anything that Jan did. If Vittori did that, it would be a massive mistake. She's a big game at the moment, really, between the two camps. We're trying to extrapolate what they're doing in their head and where they think they're going to go. And um, they're trying to do the same thing to us. Adesanya's showmanship was undeniable when he burst into a dance routine ahead of his title challenge against Whittaker in Melbourne at UFC 243. Having witnessed the event from Octagon side, I was struck by Adesanya's ability to conduct the electricity in the Marvel Stadium into a stunning title winning performance. The Blahovich fight took place behind closed doors at the UFC Apex, and with fans set to be in attendance in Arizona on Saturday night, Behrman believes it can only have a positive impact on his charges' performance. Israel is probably the well he is the best athlete i've ever seen deal with that sort of um with, the, with that occasion and is able to turn an occasion that can break a lot of people into some weird sort of an energy that just uplifts them and we will find out whether that is going to make a big difference in this fight but i definitely think that israel is going to perform pure with the energy of people watching him, the energy of a crowd and the energy of people that don't want him to succeed, the energy of people that want him to succeed. Marvin's also matured a lot since that fight. Back in those days, it was easy. A lot of those UFC guys were easy pickings for him in terms of like mentally getting under their skin and just getting a slight advantage uh, early in the fight before they had ever even kind of exchanged leather. He, he was, it was a lot easier for him to gain a small advantage than it is now. To conclude, Behrman gave his thoughts on how he expects the fight to play out. Ultimately, expect Marvin to take way more risks than he did last time. With those risks being less and less calculated as the fight goes on and playing deeper and deeper into our hands. I believe, first of all, that he, he, him and his team will understand that they need to take a little bit more risks to get Israel to... Um, <coughs> to put Israel in a more vulnerable position. And also his team are going to understand that this is for all the marbles. This is for all the marbles. This, this is it. This is for everything. This is everything you work for. So will Adesanya return to dominate middleweight again? Has his confidence waned since his first MMA pro defeat to the light heavyweight king Jan Blahovich? On top of all that, how will he deal with the tragic loss of his teammate Foe Vaca? We hope this video has helped to give you some insight on the contest from Adesanya's team's point of view. Please let us know what you thought of the piece in the comments. I'd like to give a very big thank you to Eugene Behrman, who is always so gracious with his time. Thanks again to our official partners BetOnline. Make sure to come and join us over at BetOnline.ag to get a 50% sign-up bonus good for up to $1,000. You can play along with us this Saturday at UFC 263 for our live in-studio fight companion. Make sure you stay locked into MMA on point for all your UFC 263 coverage and enjoy the fights. As always, we appreciate the consumption of our wonderful content. Please like and subscribe. We upload three dazzling videos per week to keep you on your toes. So please hit us up in the comment section to tell us how you feel. You can also join our Discord channel, the link for which is in the description. I really hope you enjoyed the video this week. Slán August Bannacht.